Greetings and welcome to Second Breakfast, the second most important meal of the day. I'm Sean. And I'm Jason. Sean, what are we having for second breakfast today, dude? Well, it's a little bit of a special second breakfast because we are currently live on twitch.tv slash Bros. We just uh, got finished watching uh, the first episode of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which just came out on Amazon Prime an hour and a half ago. We just watched the first episode with chat. It was awesome. So if, if this episode is a little bit weird because we've also got chat going, the great people in chat, we might, you know, uh, uh, be talking to a little bit. Yeah, if we're talking to some uh, disembodied person, yeah, it's just chat. Yeah, yeah, and we'll shout definitely... Out to the chat. Shout out to the chat. We'll definitely read what they said as well before so you have context. Oh, yeah, I just, I just, let's, like, I have notes on kind of the basic, uh, how the episode went in terms of storylines, um, but I just want to hear from you because, like, you know, we've been anticipating this so heavily for, it feels like a while now. I like it. I've been, I'm kind of struggling right now with, and I typically don't have this issue. I'm struggling with not dissecting everything Uh because I'm like, I already know the story, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, is this that? Is this this? And like, I, we've been like theorizing about like what this is supposed to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Obviously the visuals are freaking stunning. Really, the only thing with this episode where I kind of wasn't vibing, there's like a scene with Galadriel and Elrond where she's like, you don't know what I've seen type yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, in the book, it's like just not a thing. But like, mm-hmm. I'm fine with them making her kind of like a warrior. But like, I haven't like seen her see anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get yeah. that the context is that she's been going into like the darkest and deepest places for the last several hundred years and like hasn't really found anything right like i can i can understand that that that's what they're setting up but i haven't like really seen it myself right like i've mm. seen that she went to the aftermath of basically destruction of Beleriand. which was the stuff with finrod where we saw that battle scene which i right. will dive a little bit further in uh to all the different storylines in a minute but yeah yeah, they, they change how he got captured. Canonically, he gets captured because he's helping Baron, um, mm-hmm. like, of Baron and Luthien, uh, to steal a Silmaril. They get captured by Sauron, and then he kills, like, a, like, a <laughs> massive wolf with his bare hands. Like, just beats it with his bare hands, but then, like, bleeds out, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that he has, like, the mark of Sauron and stuff. They kind of make it seem more like he gets, like, captured and then, like... They don't really, they don't yeah. really show anything because they, they, at the beginning of the episode, they do a, a lot of flashback stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll start with that. I, I, I already have kind of an outline of how we'll cover things in my head. Overall, I, I'm liking the story. I'm liking it. The, the thing I was saying earlier, I'm kind of struggling with just trying to stay immersed in it rather than mm-hmm. like going into be like, oh, is this that? Is that this? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to just enjoy it. You know what I mean? 100%. That's, the, that's what I'm like kind of struggling with. I think maybe part of it is is streaming it as well because I'm mm. in like streamer brain. A little bit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying it for sure. Yeah, the, the final scene felt a little long. Like, uh, not the final, final scene, but like the final scene with Galadriel. It felt a little long. Yeah. Um, but that's just more of like a nitpick than anything. Overall, really liking it. Uh, I like the Harfoots, and I like the I like that they can be used as a tool to make it so it's not all doom and gloom always. Yeah. yeah. But even even with them, there's like that hint that there's like, yo, there's there's shit wrong here in, yeah. in like this <laughs> in in Romanian as well. So yeah. I like it. Yeah, I, uh, this, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be controversial online. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say like this for me as a non-book reader, just take going into this, like, I know that this is an epic fantasy story and like, I'm going into an epic fantasy, uh, I'm going into an epic fantasy story. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I know yeah. the movies, uh, 10 out of 10. I think that might've been one of the best pilots I've ever seen. It was really um, good. I, I, I loved all of the plot lines. I loved all of the actors. I loved all of the visuals. I loved the music. The music is like really good. Yeah. I think the 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 scene on the boat was paced a little weird for sure. Yeah. But uh, just overall like uh, I feel like I don't know, for me that was that might have been one of the best pilots I've ever seen. I really really loved that. 
Yeah. And uh, I love that immediately with the music because I know with the trailers, there was the one trailer where it, the music kind of just seemed very flat. Like it was just like, uh, this is fantasy music or whatever, yeah. right? I love the the deep men's choir yeah. that they keep using whenever there's like some shady shit happening. Uh, it looks so good. Yeah, there, there's there, there's a lot of good moments in this. I, I think that it has a lot to do to set up so much stuff, and like there's multiple other places that need to be set up. We didn't even the, get. Well, I'm assuming to the is the next episode. We haven't touched the dwarves. We haven't even seen a Numenorian. Oh yeah, like, that's true. We didn't go to Numenor at <laughs> we all. We haven't seen a Numenorian. I do want to point out from chat really quick, uh, Fabio the Iguana giving us the uh, seal of approval saying Bear McCreary killing it on the score. Hell Woo. yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully we're going to have Fabio on way later at the end of the season to break down the music for us because Fabio's Dude, our like, yes. music correspondent. Uh, the so, man. The, the man music for man. music. So, uh, uh, but, but right off the bat, first episode, seems exactly. like we've got a pretty good, uh, seal of approval on that. So kind of how I want to break this episode down is, uh, I want to talk about the flashback, the first age flashback at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then I want to talk about, uh, each of the storylines. So we'll talk about like, the, I guess really the three storylines are like the elves, the Harfoots and, um, the Arondir and the kind of Northern humans. And then we'll talk about that final scene with the meteor and everything, because that's mm, okay. you know. But yeah. I think I think that's a good way to kind of break it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not just going in chronological order, but we're still keeping a focus. Mm, so yeah. Holy shit! Those first age flashbacks. Yeah, it looks nuts. The the beginning. I, I'm I'm excited to to rewatch this stuff. Yeah, me because too. Because that's that's the Lord of the Rings thing for me, right? It's like yeah. rewatching it a million times over, right? And this is like gonna be the most content just over time, like as the seasons come out. It's yeah. gonna be the most amount of Lord of the Rings stuff you can just sit down and watch. So that's gonna be super sick. But yeah, it looked so good. I cannot wait to see more of like the bad guys, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. the rawness of just seeing an eagle just oh, die dude. immediately was so raw. Oh, what was that that killed that? Was it like a dragon or a fell beast or whatever? Like fucking uh, I, it, it kind of it kind of looked more like a fell beast, but yeah, there's dragons and uh there there's hella dragons in the War yeah. of Wrath. Yeah. Um one of the most used pictures I've ever seen. In when people are talking about dragons just in random YouTube videos, mm -hmm. is a depiction of Ancalagon the Black, who's the biggest dragon in like all of fantasy. This dude is like the size of a mountain. Okay. Literally. Okay. And like he get he and he he's in the War of Wrath and stuff. Honestly, if they would have showed some Ancalagon dude, like every every Tolkien nerd would be like, <laughs> But it was still super cool. I love how the orcs look. Even just a little oh. bit of, uh, of the orcs. And seeing the elves being overwhelmed was so awesome. With Finrod? Yeah, yeah. The the, the scene with Finrod. It, honestly, I, I remember like lots of people talking about, oh, the elves don't look like elves. And I honestly don't like the short hair either. Mm -hmm. But I will say, like, in the in the scene where they're like fighting and stuff, it's like very clear that they're elves, you know, like yeah. between their armor and just like they're they're clearly like fighting orcs there's not really a, a blend i think what would happen the issue might happen where if you have a man a man and an elf fighting side by side there could be a little bit of mm -hmm. ambiguity but at the same time a lot of the um like rohirrim characters in like uh the two towers where you have the elves and men fighting yeah. side by side you can clearly tell so it just depends on how they do the armor if it's looking clean but yeah, man, there there was a lot of cool shots with the orcs. Yeah, really quick, Egg was asking in chat, where was the orc? That scene from the beginning where we're flashing back, that was, uh, and all those elves were fighting, they were fighting orcs, and it was a, a short fight sequence, but a really cool fight sequence. But yeah. you point, you know, the short hair thing is interesting, because that was something that I never really was super worried about, but like I understood why. It could, yeah. like, when you're fight, seeing humans and elves fight side by side, uh, it could get confusing. But what I think this episode did really well 
was make the elves look like elves, even though they have the short hair. All the elves have this ethereal beauty to them. Like every elf in this fucking show is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Even Finrod, when he's fucking fighting those orcs there, his face, like he's got some dirt on it, but he still looks like incredible. And then you see the fucking humans, right? Yeah. (laughs) They're like all dirty and they're like, I think they're next level dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, their hair is all fucked up and shit, you know, like, and I think that's and the Harfoots, be, the Harfoots are dude, dirty as hell. <laughs> I, I just, I think they do such a good job. Like when I'm watching the elves, like even though they don't look like the elves from Lord of the Rings in terms of the hair department, I, I immediately was like, those are fucking elves because their jawlines are like perfect. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah. fucking, and I think, I think t- it's a lot. Really good actors for like their facial structure for sure. Yeah, that and I think also the actors are just doing an incredible job of carrying themselves in a way that seems more than human, you know? Yeah, and what I'll also say, yeah, there's definitely like an elegance where you need to walk very like upright and have your back kind of like you have a pull up your ass, you know what I mean? Like you have to kind of kind of more float, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like there's a lot of like physical just like body like your stature right and i think they nail Um, it i think the only elf that i've seen their character design that i don't like is actually Celebrimbor. you didn't i kind of liked him i I thought he he looked a little cool i don't like that he looks like just like an old man kind of like elves aren't supposed to age and that's true i think they i think they just it it, i'm fine with because he's he's he is an old elf right yeah i get that but like at the same time, it kind of just breaks it a bit for me. And whenever I think of Celebrimbor, like I just think of basically Elrond, right? But he looks like even more of like I'm better than you type deal, right? Mm-hmm. Because he is like the best Elven Smith that's not like Feanor, right? So like I don't know. I feel like if they had cast the actor like ten years younger, maybe. I'd be good, but I you just know, feel like I right now that's how I'm feeling. Right, like yeah. first impressions, I'm not really liking how he looks. Obviously, if he, uh, we haven't seen him say, say a word, right? So I'm definitely gonna give him his time. If in a couple episodes I'm still not digging Celebrimbor, then I'm gonna be like, damn. I'm 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 hoping it's good. I'm hoping how he acts is just like I'm better than everybody. But then at the same time. As a viewer, you're like, damn, he kind of is better than everybody. You know, like if he if I don't believe that he's better than everybody, we'll see, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're talking about the elves. Let's get into the elf stuff. The kind of main character of the elf storyline right now is definitely Galadriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get I mean, oh God, I'm trying to think. I was gonna say this might be my favorite sequence in the whole episode, but like I really enjoyed a lot about this episode. That scene yeah. <laughs> in the snow, dude holy fuck like the fighting scene the fighting or... scene like I, the lead up yeah. to it was nice it built some good tension but then when the the snow troll comes out and the the moment like i, I literally my jaw dropped like while i was watching when <laughs> yeah when his got dude, when his dropped because it got unhinged yeah, yeah. with the sword <laughs> when that one dude drops his sword and she runs up the side of it and then does like yeah. a flip through the air and fucks up that troll dude literally jaw hanging open the entire time <laughs> it was incredible possibly like i mean already an iconic fight scene in episode one yeah for me i i my favorite part of that scene the fighting scene is super cool and i was a little worried of how the vfx would look because like we've seen all these crazy landscapes and they look so beautiful i was Mm -hmm. a little worried okay how is the vfx gonna look when it's like a big like troll or a monster something like that right but no, they they nailed it with it. it. It looked so good. You believed the weight of it. I liked mm. how they it kind of he kind of had small arms. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, he kind of looked like he's just like a little like he's he's not little, but like how he moved. I I, I liked it. Um, and I they kept it was it, like really sneaky, even though it's huge. And they kept I it in that. shadows a lot too to kind of hide the VFX. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit. And I think that worked pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part of that scene is actually the orc that was like melted into, yeah, the, that was into sick. the wall. That was sick. Cause it looked like that, <laughs> it looked like that bitch was alive. <laughs> like I thought it was going to come alive, like in, in jump scare you, you know, like jump at the camera. That shit but, was cool. Yeah. Well, especially because the, the other elf, 
Uh, I, I don't care to really think of what his name is because yeah, clearly he's not going to be in the show anymore because he's no. in Valinor. But um, I think it was like th- I, I think it was like Thindon or something. He's like in the middle of saying like that mark looks like it's hundreds of years old, right? Yeah. I was expecting to contradict it. The orc is like like it like comes <laughs> yeah, back yeah. to life where it's like oh no this this must have happened recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I thought that might have happened, but it looked so good. And it looked like it... I don't know. I, I, I'm i kind of torn of whether it's a practical effect or a visual effect. Like, I don't know. The statue? Like, oh, I definitely think that was a prop. I think they fucking like did the, a statue. Like the orc in the wall? Yeah, yeah I think dude, that's I a, I think that's a carved... Like, I think they made that. It looked so good. It looked incredible. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's practical. I think that's a prop. Um, you, you think it's like an actual person? They're just like, yo, stand here the whole no. time? <laughs> I I want to believe so. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Where, where's more the behind the it's scenes? Like, it's like, hey, my name's Harold. I'm I'm the <laughs> the orc in the wall. <laughs> I uh, I think it's a little more likely that it's probably like some fucking styrofoam or something that has been mm. very you know very well carved up. Maybe it's like something I don't know. Maybe some maybe some actual fucking stone working. You know who knows? But yeah, um, I really like what we set up with Galadriel. Uh, I'm gonna say her name like that every time because it's fucking Galadriel. fun. I love God. I love these names. These names are so ridiculous. I love yeah. it. Um, I like this idea of her kind of being obsessed with vengeance against uh, Sauron uh, mm-hmm. for the death of her brother, and we kind of see like she's not at a great place at the start of this show. I mean, she's probably in. She me- seems like she's on the brink. Yeah, like in terms of all the characters, like. You know, mentally, she seems like she's definitely doing the worst. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, she she looks like, even just talking about, like, the impending doom, like, she's, like, like kind of shaking, right? Yeah. Um, And I also, I just want to say, uh, I, I'm in love. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the love of my life, dude. That is the love of my life, for real. I'm going to say, I'm going to be real, like... Watching Lord of the Rings, the movies, like, I know that Galadriel is supposed to be, like, is described as being, like, one of the most beautiful people in the world or whatever, and, like, her beauty is supposed to be... Yeah, she's supposed to be, like, the most fair, like... Uh, I've I've never been, like, that into her in the movies. Uh, I I just never found her super attractive. In this show, I get it. I'm like, yeah. Kate Blanchett? I know. I, I think Kate Blanchett is attractive, just in that role... Ain't I never no was way, like, ne- I was never like, damn, you know? Okay. I, I get that. I get that. That's fair. In that role. That's fair, dude. She is a god. She is a god. Like Hella, when she's Hella, dude, Agadog brought up Hella, you know? True. When when she's Hella, fucking damn, just as Galadriel, <laughs> you know? Uh, it just it didn't never, hit for you, huh? It didn't hit. But this, That's the I, wrong take, but that's fine, dude. dude. <laughs> Everyone's going to be booing you in the comments. That's fa- that's enough for me. I don't I'm not going to lie. It. Like I was getting distracted <laughs> during the scene um, when she's talking to Elrond. I, I was like, I was like, got to read the subtitles. Uh, but but I, I think uh, very well cast. <laughs> Love of my life. I'm just channeling Jason right now. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be down bad for Galadriel for the rest of this show. Um, I love when her fucking crew abandons her. <laughs> when they're yeah. like we're fucking done well obviously well yeah they don't like abandon her but they're like yo yeah. if you go any further we're, we're ditching you yeah. right like they all come back together yeah i thought they were all gonna die that's the main Me thing too. i was surprised by it's like oh d- then none of them die okay damn cool. okay like, which i think, didn't die that's I nice think, <laughs> i think it helps keep the stakes kind of low and it keeps us in a point of like they still don't kind of know if bad shit's gonna happen you know what i'm saying like yeah and i also like um like, for example, in other shows where you're watching, like, The Walking Dead or something, you meet yeah. some new character and you're like, this dude is either going to die immediately or in some horrific way later. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, yeah. I, I like that it did subvert my expectation of, okay, they're all dead, maybe Galadriel, and then the the one other dude who had voice lines will live. Everyone yeah. else is dead. <laughs> um, What did you think of uh, the introduction to Elrond? Or just what did you think of Elrond in general? I liked Elrond. I, I, I like that he clearly, um, I, I like that they set up them at, as uh, as good friends. I think they have great chemistry immediately. Yeah. Like to the point yeah. where we're watching and I was like, are they supposed to have a thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, like just immediately. It, it was very yeah. well done. 
they're, they're yeah, both no, very good. It's it's well done. Yeah, they the 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 actors have a great chemistry. I like that he seems both. I like that in doing what the right thing is, he's still a good friend, right? Yeah, like yeah. He is doing the right thing as far as his duty, and then he's also being a good friend to her. Like, hey, like I will be upfront with you. I'll be blunt with you. Mm. You, you're pissing off the king. Yeah. Like, if you did this again, <laughs> it's not going to be good. Yeah. And then, um, also, you know, being like, hey, like, yeah, you have a lot of issues, <laughs> but that's okay. You're my friend. Like, yeah, you. You're going to go back home. Like, it'll be great, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that scene you're talking about is another moment, just incredible, where he's talking about how I wish, like, I, I kind of don't even want to watch the next episode. I kind of just want to watch this one again because I want to <clears throat> I want to pull quotes from it. But he's talking about how Valinor will, like, fix what's broken inside of her. Yeah. When she's talking about, like, what she's seen and, like, how she can't, like, oh, God, that, that conversation between the two of them in the, in, like, the... The, the tree, the foresty area where she's just saying mm-hmm. like, I can't go to this super peaceful place because I'm haunted by the sounds of wars. And he's like, but it will fix what's broken in you. I just, oh, I loved that scene. Yeah. I, I like that, especially in that scene too. He's not just like blowing her off, right? No, like it's not, not at all. It's like, oh, you, can tell he cares you don't for know her. what you're talking about. Like, mm. yeah, it's clear that they actually have like a real friendship and I like the writing of it. Um. Yeah, it's and, it's well done. The only thing in that scene I don't really like is that she's like she seems like she's on the brink, right? Yeah, yeah. And is like saying this stuff, and I don't, I don't believe it yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that she is like this completely broken character. I I, I want to see her in more like action and and stuff like that before I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, like uh, I get it now. I think upon rewatching the series or whatever, upon rewatching the season. I like that scene more. Um, mm-hmm. Or that specific part of the scene. Yeah, that say. specific part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really liked as well that we get a little bit of Elrond the politician as well, though, because he yep. doesn't entirely tell her the truth. Like, he tells her enough of the truth to the point where he thinks she's going to do what's best for her. But, like, then we see the conversation between him and Gilgalad where he's like, he seems to believe more that this threat is still out there than he lets on to uh, Galadriel yeah. because he doesn't want to spook her. He doesn't want to feel well, what he sees as like bad tendencies. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she definitely seems like a like a crack addict, right? Yeah. Like she she's like sitting there shaking just talking about it, yeah, you know. Yeah. And the idea is that she hasn't seen an actual baddie for like thousands, like hundreds of years, yeah, you yeah. know, like. Um, and that that's true, and that and that's something that I feel like gets lost in the text a lot. That mm. I like that they're hammering home, especially in the the beginning, right, where they're yeah. talking, where it's like the Gladwell voiceover. It's very reminiscent of uh, Peter Jackson's Fellowship of the Ring at the beginning, where like she's narrating and everything. And I liked it immediately. That was something that in the intro grabbed me immediately. Was that she's like. It's been hundreds and hundreds of years before we've like even seen an orc, right? Mm-hmm. And over the hundreds of years, you know that the pain and sorrow, you know, eventually it, it fades, right? And mm-hmm. that's like very real, right? Anybody who's like had grief and over the years, you know, like yeah, you don't like completely get over something like incredibly grieving, but over the times, like you're gonna you're you're going to get over it. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get better at it, right? Mm-hmm. And th- that makes it put more into perspective that it's like, it has literally been hundreds of years since these people died. Like, and they're elves, like living yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> in Linden and stuff. Like, it's like yeah. the most beautiful places. Um, it would make sense for them to, they're not even like assuming either. Even Even the fact that they're having... I like that it makes the characters seem much smarter than I feel like would typically happen. Like, you're having Galadriel and her army searching everywhere for literal hundreds of years, trying to find any source. And it's because she's kind of like, woo, woo, woo. Like, (laughs) she has issues, right? But, like, like, 
the fact that Gilgalad himself is like, I think that we need to be watchful, right? I like that. That it, yeah. it, it gives both her and Gilgalad and Alron. It makes them okay. Yeah, they're not just pompous like. No. Oh, there's no more evil. You know what I mean? Even though in some of their actions, like drawing back everybody, mm-hmm. it definitely is like, okay, well, do you believe that the shadow's gone or not? But I well, guess it he would, at least in a political sense, oh, yeah, like the war is done, then pull everybody back. You know, like people be like, well, if the war is done, why aren't you pulling everybody back? Right. Exactly. So I, I like that the logic makes sense as a viewer for why they're doing what they're doing right there's another quote that i would i fucking i want to grab it um but gilgalad says it where he's talking about why they sent galadriel back even though they believe that there is a threat that there's probably Mm -hmm. a threat and he's saying like you know a a wind can fan out a flame but sometimes it can just make it burn brighter or whatever and i think that like you see that in his decision to pull back um and i kind of i'm i'm almost ready to move over to this other storyline but like uh for now, obviously, we're talking about the ending at the end. But uh, in his decision to pull back Arandir and his people from um, uh, Rovain, the from like Rovanian area, Rovanian is that what it was called? Rovanian, uh, yeah. Because uh, like that's another idea of like you were saying, you're keeping all these soldiers around. Okay, well, you guys say that this threat's passed, but yet you're keeping these soldiers around with us. Like what? Right. Like that could end up instead of yeah, even the humans are having that. Yeah. Uh... Instead of like, instead of being there to like stop the humans from going down this path again, it could instead encourage them down that path further. And I kind of think we can. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm kind of literally you see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's not just like that. That's something that I like. I love that you pointed that out, right? Because when I first think of it, right, like oh, obviously as a viewer, you know some shit's gonna go down, or else (laughs) what is the show about? Yeah. But like, even, even in what he's saying you're Mm. like okay what what is this like riddle he's saying right like how is she going to incite that this happens right but i like that it's more like just in general right that's how he's thinking about it like you know by having the elves there it's like it's like provoking the men you see it in the episode yeah that oh sorry go ahead i would say i made my first mistake I was looking back at my notes. It wasn't Ravanian. It was the Southlands. Ravanian is where the Harfoots are. That's what I thought, but I thought maybe you had like written notes down and that I misremembered. I didn't I didn't take notes actually, which is yeah. something I'll do in like future episodes. These first two episodes are gonna be a bit different, I feel yeah, like. Well, yeah. we're not gonna record the second episode immediately, but mm-hmm. um I do I do like that like when we do it, it, it later, because we're not gonna stream yeah. all these episodes. No, no. Because they come out at, like, midnight and shit. Yeah. But uh, I do like that we'll be able to kind of, like, have some time, maybe even, like, rewatch episode if there's, like, uh-huh. some craziness that happens. You know, parts of yeah. episodes have some stuff written down, but... <laughs> so I am yeah. ready to, to shift into the stuff with the Rondir and the Southlands if you're okay to leave the elves behind for a bit until we talk about the ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, Loved this. So if the elves stuff to me is, like like a really really great character building between like um between uh Elrond and Galadriel I think the stuff in the Southlands is incredible world building in mm-hmm. that I feel like I learned so much about the Southlands without getting an exposition dump like yeah. dropped on me like we learn mm-hmm. over the course of the episode like the idea is that in the Southlands the human side did with Morgoth during the war and now there's this like garrison of elves that are there to kind of be like you know it's kind of a post-world war ii thing almost you know yeah yeah um, I know. and uh there's obviously these tensions here and the elves seem to think that like these humans are closer to closer to you know falling down that uh that uh that those that slope towards morgoth or to sauron again which obviously we know that the southlands are where mordor is so uh yeah I guess, well, we'll I, I, I guess it's something we should more, more explain, right? So, like, yeah, yeah. when they were showing the map, um, like, they have a lot... Uh, that was something that we didn't uh, say, oh, just, like, kind of overall. Map, map All the shots with the maps, oh, transitions, so cool. Is so cool. So but, cool. yeah, when it transitions, like, you can see the Southlands are literally, like, where Mordor is, right? Mm. Like, um, and I, I guess it's a kind of spoilers in a way, right? Like, 
how does it go from being in the second age this like place where humans live to mordor that you see like eventually it's gonna change right so i feel like it's already starting in this episode i mean yeah exactly some freaky shit happens dude the cow freaked the fuck out of me oh my god that was actually disgusting I remember uh, just seeing like uh, what is wrong with the cow, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. Seeing, uh, I guess I guess I don't. What, what was weird is how does the guy know that there's something wrong with the cow, and then he's like, I think it's because all those fucking flies around it, like it's a fucking carcass already. Like, yeah, I, dude. It's like, like it's that's what I noticed. Dying from the inside. Yeah, like I noticed all the fucking flies around it, and I was like, that shit's not right. Like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with this thing? You know? And then the fucking like black liquid oh it was so gross um yeah i i again but like little like egg mentioned this in chat earlier like the evil shit isn't just like slapping you in the face it's like little baby steps of it until we get mm-hmm. to like some freaky shit at the end um yeah but i really liked uh i, I really liked a deer we really didn't get a lot yeah. of him um I, I liked the vibes i liked his buddy <laughs> who was hanging around with him i thought yeah, he was kind of funny like, some start with an m yeah Med- i don't know if we'll see yeah. him again who knows yeah i don't know but i i i feel already very invested in arondir and uh bronwyn's relationship i think they also yeah. had great chemistry yeah yeah uh bronwyn is the the human uh for anybody that is not remembering all these names or is not writing them down like i am at least the important <laughs> yeah it's been a um, first episode maybe too yeah yeah or maybe um, you're you're listening to it later yeah bronwyn is the uh the human like uh healer in the southlands uh that uh, apparently Egg of Dog in chat is in love with. Uh, yes. Dude, she. <laughs> yeah. She might be the love of my life, dude. Yeah, no. You know what? Uh, she was also uh, very attractive. Dude, it was, it was straight. It was straight like Belle from Beauty it, and the Beast wasn't vibes. Wasn't it? I dude. was thinking about it. I like, felt like the outfit She was had the blue similar. on and everything too, dude. Mm-hmm. She had like the blue and white. I was like, this is literally Belle, dude. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I love their chemistry, 100% believable. I was so incredibly, like, eyebrow raised, like, the rock meme, like, when they were, when they <laughs> said that there was going to be an elf yeah. and human relationship. I was yeah. like, really, dude? Yeah. But I immediately am kind of over that, right? Like, I like that Rondir. They're, they're completely new characters, right? Yeah. It's not like they're changing other characters. I love a Rondir um he's so like he he seems very like cold and calculating um but then when he talks to her like the 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 juxtaposition of talking to her in his voice seems yeah yeah exactly the how he holds himself like instead of turning like cold and it it seems like he's just very passionate it feels like he's holding himself back when he's around yeah exactly exactly yeah i i thought oh dude he was really good especially just non-verbally uh Mm-hmm. communicating this like very deep deep i mean love it feels like i'm very yeah, curious literally. as to what's going on with um that kid because they mentioned that he doesn't like i mentioned That's his like mother and their yeah. fa- his father is gone yeah which i feel like because you said there's no way that's a kid but i, there, I there's just, no way that they made like a half elf like the only thing that i uh I, I'm with you on that, but I feel like the dad is important in some way because of how they brought him up. Like they kind of talked about him a bit in that barn scene where they're like, "You don't even know." I, I think his dad's evil. Your dad? Oh, you think his dad is like one of the evil cultist people? Yeah, I think I think his oh, dad's evil. Oh, I, I think that that's kind of what they're setting up. That, that's what I would find guess. Right? The fucking Morgul blade, right? You want to talk about that? You want to yeah. fill us in a little bit? So, well, and the fact that we've seen it, like, I don't know if it was like a like a switch up in the trailer, right? Like they're trying mm-hmm. to, they're trying to fool us. Right. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he has a high affinity to evil, you know, like, <laughs> uh, he, he, he finds it somehow. It's probably calling out to him type type thing, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he, uh, finds it. And then like the eye like glows and stuff. And then in the trailer, we see the sword, like actually manifest right yeah and then the fact that in the other the other parts of the trailer we see that the barkeep type dude is like have you ever heard of sauron and he's like oh and it looked like he had a mark on him which actually yeah. now that i'm thinking about it it was at the eye it might have been i couldn't tell i wonder i wonder if I the sword like brands him or something yeah. right? like yeah 
that would be crazy. But because uh, I remember I I was I went by frame by frame with the trailer literally. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like I wasn't even skipping frames. I was just like, okay, frame, frame, yeah. <laughs> frame for like <laughs> for a song. But there's clearly like a marking on his arm, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the try and push us off the trail too. Who knows? But yeah, it, the Morgul blade is just like an evil blade that's made in Mordor and like or like there's ones that are made like in um I can't remember what the name of the not Nargothron, but uh yeah, basically made by Morgoth, like where Morgoth yeah. is from, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, that that's what I'm like really interested. In. I'm actually really interested in the kid. Um there's so many characters kid, I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there wasn't anything where I was kind of, like, rolling my eyes at the character. Now I'm thinking about yeah. it. Like, the only character I wasn't, like, super into was the dude that was with Galadriel in the beginning. Yeah, but, he's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's definitely gone. Um, Really, the only thing that I'm feeling a void from, which I'm understanding why he's not there, is, uh, is Celeborn not being there. Which okay. Celeborn is Galadriel's husband, is right? Galadriel's husband, right? Mm. And they're supposed to already be married at this point, like at least like together, yeah. right? Like they travel together. Um, I know Celeborn so... is a big question, or was a big question leading up to the show, because I know he was brought up a lot in um, interviews where the cast and like the writers and people wouldn't say anything about him. And people aren't sure if that's because they fucking cut him out of the story and they don't want to like acknowledge it, or if because they don't want to talk and they don't want to talk about his role in it, and he is in it. So I guess we'll have to. I I love the idea that she could meet Celeborn and that he can kind of be like an anchor Mm -hmm. for her. But I can Mm -hmm. understand that they're like you know, if Celeborn was actually because okay, the reason Galadriel this is like in, in in in. the actual canon Galadriel stays because she likes the power that she has in middle earth. She's okay. in charge. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? When she's in Valinor, she ain't shit. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> and because of this, didn't she, she, say she was a grower or was that somebody else? No, that was, no, that, a was that was a Rondir. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was a Rondir. But, um, well, and I think that that would be more of like, a, well, I guess it's like before the war, right? So it would yeah. be before the war of wrath, but, um, yeah, so she stays because she likes the power that she has, not because she has some oath with Fingon. Like that's that's mm-hmm. something that is made for the show, mm-hmm. right? Their relationship it between Galadriel and Celeborn would feel like a sham if she's having like all these issues and he's just like ignore like he's not around to, you know, he can't support like, her. her or whatever, yeah. right? Which I get that like that's like a real thing, right? Like you can't you can't force help onto your significant other, right? Mm. But it would make it feel a lot worse. Whereas like if Fingon says Eggdog. I and I hope that it's not and I doubt that they would, especially because of like a lot of the press stuff. Mm. I doubt that it would be, oh, she meets Caliborn and suddenly everything's okay, right? Yeah, no, yeah. That it's like she has some type of closure as well as meeting him. I think that that would make it even more powerful as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I can understand why he would be cut out if they're having like, you know, Elrond kind of being more of like her support, but her kind of just being her own independent thing as well. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that as well. I get why. Although I think having Celeborn not there is a little weird, but I'm not really somebody who's like, they don't have Celeborn. Cause like mm. Celeborn doesn't really do shit guys. Like, let's yeah. be real. Like, <laughs> he's a wise guy and all that, but we all know Galadriel wearing the pants, bro. Like <laughs> she has the ring of power, not him mm. in, in, in Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only problem I had, and this isn't even a problem with the episode it's a problem with the marketing is and this mm-hmm. is around uh, about Arondir is by the end of this episode I feel like with pretty much every storyline I have ideas of where they're going but I don't have super concrete ideas 
around here, I've got a pretty concrete idea of what's going to happen from here. Galadriel storyline. I still with with Galadriel and the Harfoots. I feel like I kind of know what's probably going to happen, but like based on what I've seen from the trailers, like I'm I'm not super certain how it's going to happen. I feel like with Arondir, because how much they showed of him in the trailers, and like we leave off with like him finding this city that's or this little village that's been burned to the ground. I feel right. like I know exactly what's gonna happen. He's gonna hunt down the things that did it. He's gonna find that like fucking troll thing that we've we saw. He's gonna find the fucking orcs. They're gonna capture it. Like I feel like they showed so much of what's happening with Arondir in the trailers that I have a pretty good idea of how his story. Yeah, is yeah, you, play you get out. what the next few episodes are gonna yeah. be for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I get what's going to happen with Galadriel. Um, I feel like I know that like she's going to end up in Numenor, but I don't know where it's going to go from there, I guess. Well, I, I, I would assume that the idea would then be, okay, so she's in Numenor and she's with the queen, right? Yeah. I, I, both, I, like, her, both her and the queen are like, yo, shit's going down, dude. Mm-hmm. Something's, something's not right. I think that then she's going to go back to the mainland of of middle middle earth Earth, yeah and then just meet back up with everybody i feel like Um, for sure i just i feel like i saw so much of a rondier in the trailers that i feel like i have scenes in my head like i can i'm like okay that's you know gonna go there and that's gonna go there and that's gonna go i I think hers is gonna be a lot more political for a bit yeah yeah whereas Um, with hers i don't have that many scenes in my head from the trailers where i'm like I know that this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then that, or I can, I feel like I can't piece it together as well as with the Rondier. Um Yeah, I don't know what, how many episodes is this first season supposed to be? I think it's eight. Eight? I think it's eight. Huh. I, I wonder, I don't think any big wars are going to happen in this first season. No. Because, yeah, like, no. I don't want to spoil anything, but shit's supposed to, like, go down, like, massively, right? Mm-hmm. So, like. And I think they've said five season plan. Yeah, we'll see. Because mm-hmm. there's supposed to be like multiple full-on wars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, we'll see. I'm excited. Um, um, do you want to go on to the Hardfoot part? I want to talk about the Hardfoots, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, like I said, uh, fucking mental trauma in the elves, right? Fucking world trauma and just disgusting shit with the Rondier in the Southlands, right? Mm, yeah. And then in Rovanian, dude, I just like like to uh, like a palate cleanser with the Harfoots. Yeah. Like that first scene, like this also might have been one of my favorite scenes in the episode when the hunters leave and the, like their entire little village like gets yeah. it's, like, it's like a pop up tent, you know? Yeah, like it's yeah. all fucking unfolding and it looked great. Oh. Yes. Yes, that was the main thing to me where it's like all of these props look so good. The how the it was makeup, shot as well. They all look I so fucking it. filthy. Oh god. Yes, and yes. It clearly looks berries, lived in. Dude. Yeah. That was a yeah. big thing I, I said when we were watching the episode, because like when people eat in movies and television, like, you know, you're filming actors, you don't want to make them look kind of gross, you know, you don't want to get them all messy. Well, but and you have to take multiple those, takes a lot of yeah. times, and so yeah. Those fucking harfoots were they must have a lot of resets or they just sent it with like the first take right yeah it like long resets but yeah but it's also a little creepy there's a little bit of creepy in this for sure for sure well and i think that's important right yeah you don't see a ton in like the the movies but like because like obviously they don't have the scouring of the shire which is like basically everybody in the shire is supposed to be like enslaved and then when like Mary and Pippin and Frodo and Sam come back, they have to like f- basically incite a revolution, mm-hmm. but that would make the movie like another hour long. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but like, that is something that you, you get a little bit with like the Nazgul, like chasing them and stuff. And like the scenes with like Gandalf and everything where it feels like very eerie. You were just at Bilbo's party. And now you're talking about, the one ring and then something just stirred outside right? yeah yeah like it ends up being sam but and they have that same and type the room of thing. darkens like yeah yeah, yeah. They, they have a, sa- a similar thing with like the wolf um who dude clearly does not look like a normal wolf like the fucking the visual hell? effects like you could see the little fucking whiskers and like hairs on yeah, it it looked incredible it looked 
It looked good. And we've seen those in the trailer, actually. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see them next episode. What we're going to watch yeah. after I we think, finish I think recording. what happened in that trailer... Honestly, I feel like everything in those trailers is probably in these first two episodes. Probably. What I would I would assume that like we end up seeing a bunch of Numenor stuff mm-hmm. um, in the next episode here. Mm-hmm. And then I would have guessed that like 90, 95% of the stuff in the trailers is like it was in the first two episodes. I I would I think you're right. Uh I, I liked our little our little Harfoot uh friend Nori. I thought she was really good. Instantly yes, charming. I like her. I like I her. I really like her. I'm excited to watch more of her. You know, I, with, with like younger she looks younger to me. Younger like actresses or actors or just younger characters, mm-hmm. right? They can be annoying. But with her, I just I was like, All right, I, I like you. I, I'm excited to watch you get into shenanigans. Yeah. Um all right, let's talk about that. I, I mean, I, I really... Well, the hard Okay, one, like one other thing I want to quick touch on with the hard Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. We, It's missing in this first episode, but we'll see it next episode. Okay. The fact that you don't see, besides like kind of a little bit, the height difference. Mm, yeah, yeah. They don't 100% yeah. feel like Harfoots to me yet because only Harfoots are around Harfoots, so they just like look normal size. Because like when Frodo's walking around Bag yeah. End, he just looks normal. And then like you see somewhat, Gandalf somewhat and you're like... a little bit different because you can see his feet and stuff. But then when once Gandalf's in there with him, you're <laughs> like, okay, this is a freaking hobby. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. So once we, once we see the Meteor Man um, next to them, I think that'll be cool. Dude, I also really loved it. At home. I loved it when they fucking popped out of the grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right in the bushes, dude. The like... first one's face. You're just like yeah. instantly charmed, dude. Yeah, like it's just yeah. the old man like, yeah. hey. And he smiles like, oh, it's so He's good. Like, hey. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> you instantly get like a mich- mischievous nature about them, right? Yeah. Um, And I like that it also keeping in like Hobbit tradition where it's like, don't stick your nose in anything. Yeah, just mind yeah. your own business for sure. But like we got that. a little bit of a Bilbo on with us when because she's like she yeah. kind of wants some adventure. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. I, I'm really I'm really curious as to like what the meteor man because yeah. the very <laughs> last scene is is that what you're wanting to transition that's, to talking? That's to? the last thing I want to talk about is the okay. meteor man and all that. Um, well, the one thing I will say is like this sequence is kind of. It's cut in with um, Galadriel uh, going towards Valinor, almost going, but then deciding that she's not going to and jumping out. But first of all, that sequence was incredible with the fucking like world opening up and the glowing. You could just barely see like the shore of Valinor in the distance Mm -hmm. and the fucking birds flying through. What I think is interesting and like uh, it's all cut together really well because I feel like I have no idea what's happening because... It open. It shows like this, like entrance to Valinor open up, and then they decide now is when the meteor is going to happen. Which, like, and this could obviously be a red herring, but when you're doing that in like a movie or a film, or sorry, a movie or TV show, you're trying to imply a connection, right? One thing happens, and then you see another important thing happen. You're trying right. to imply there's something there, whether that's a misdirect or not, I don't know. But the then as the like as it flies by and after Gilgalad sees it like, or no, it's after it, it lands. And then the, the, uh, the leaf falls down and Gilgalad picks it up and he turns it over and it's all corrupted. And again, it's trying it's to decaying, create, yeah. it's trying to create connections, right? Like it shows you, it shows the meteor land and then it shows corruption growing on middle earth, which is kind of might be another misdirect, but it makes me think that meteor man ain't a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I yeah. Think the, and, you know, again, uh, it could be incredible misdirection, but just watching the uh, watching the show like this is this is how the show made me feel. It made me feel well, there was a connection between Valinor and this meteor and then a connection between the the uh, the corruption and the meteor man. Right, right. Well, OK, so like in literally the line mm-hmm. where Gilgalad is like the the wind that tries to put out the ember can be the mm-hmm. same one that ignites it and makes it spread, right? Mm-hmm. And it's literal fire. Yeah. Well, and the fact that when he's laying down and it's like the zoom out shot, is it like invokes of Eye of Sauron that's so much that... to me, right? So we'll see. I-, I think that that's... It's so weird if Sauron runs into Harfoots first. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way. But also... 
Like, the only thing I could think of is maybe if they're trying to go with some type of, like, amnesia mm-hmm. angle, right? Yeah. Where, like, he doesn't know that he's pure evil or something. Like, I don't know. The only other thing I could think of is if it is him, because, like, basically what happens, and I could see them, like, retconning it a bit, where in the War of Wrath, everyone's defeated, right? Mm-hmm. They should know where Sauron is, kind of. Because Sauron is captured and taken back to Valinor. Okay. With Morgoth, right? Actually, no, no, no. I'm misremembering. I'm misremembering. I'm misremembering. Morgoth is captured. And then Sauron is talking to, I think it's Arome, who's like one of the gods or whatever, right? Or Manway. He's one, mm-hmm. He talks to one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, hey, you need to go back to Valinor and repent, right? Like. When if you repent, like he he says that he's sorry to whoever it is, right? He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Could you ever forgive me?" Type thing, right? And he's like, "I'm not the one who can give you forgiveness. You need to go back to the Valinor, or back to Valinor, the place, um, and talk with them, right?" And I the idea is that he's like, "I will not be like humbled and like shamed so much." He like flees, right? So I think what they could do to retcon it is that he's like being cast back out um, from Valinor, right? Like if that's why nothing was happening is because he was in Valinor or something. Mm -hmm. And then they cast him out. um, And that like basically drawing Mm -hmm. a parallel between Sauron not -hmm. being in Valinor and also Galadriel not being in Valinor, right? Like Mm -hmm. that like Basically, she knows, she feels that something is happening. Like, in him landing there, also she's jumping back at the same time because she's like, I need to stop this darkness or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, if it ends up being him. I, like I said in the episode zero, I uh, would strongly dislike if the meteor man is him because it, like, completely... Mm-hmm changes the fact like he shouldn't know where like the shire is or like what a hobbit is or like anything like that like obviously this is in Romanian, not the shire but it's like i don't know i feel like it's a little bit world breaking in that way um but we'll see i'm not like i'm not at the point where i feel like it's like past redemption like i'm like gonna be pissed Uh off about it but right now if that's what it is i'm not really liking it we'll see the only thing with that scene that I didn't really like is I felt like the scenes with Galadriel were like a little long. Yeah. Yeah. The very, one on the boat. Drawn out. Yeah. The, the pacing boat. that, that if, if I were to criticize anything about the episode, it would be that. I think the pacing of the boat yeah. scene was a That's little That's like weird. the only thing I can really yeah. criticize about this, the episode. Um, uh, I really quickly, cause I think we're about ready to wrap up. I just want to give an, a chance for chat. If anybody, cause we got a couple people in here right now. If anybody wants to give their quick thoughts, on the episode and we'll read them on the podcast right now. Um, if you are not in chat, if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, we have a discord server. Uh, the, the link to join the discord server is in the episode description. And if you guys go there, there's a second breakfast. There's like a rings of power, second breakfast discussion channels. If you guys, uh, as we're watching the show, uh, if you guys leave your thoughts on the episode on the next one, we'll talk about it. Uh, well, we might read some of them. I won't promise I will read all of them, but uh, we might we might read some of them. Um, I don't know if anybody in chat is going to. Uh, it looks like uh, Egg just posted in the Discord, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, here we go. We got some. Oh, um, we got some in the chat too. Let's see. SB Cat says I could be wrong, but when Elf Guy was talking to other Elf Guy about submitting something, they were talking about the ring. I thought that was cool. Definitely captured my attention. Yeah, we didn't like, even were mention they that. talking about the ring. Yeah, I wonder. Right? Elrond, uh, Elrond at the end of the episode goes off with Celebrimbor, and I think they're gonna go to the dwarves, and we're gonna start. I think that's gonna start the ring stuff. Celebrimbor. So like Linden. Like to give you an idea, like of like a map in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the far west is Linden. And then there's a sea to the to the west of it, right? Then to mm-hmm. the east, there's like a mountain range. Right outside of the mountain range is where Celebrimbor's kingdom is, I guess. It's like Eriador. And, uh, or no, it's Aragian. I don't okay. know why I said Eriador. It's, it's Aragian. And, uh, or wait, <laughs> I might be mixing it. Maybe <laughs> Ara- there's so many damn names. Aragian might actually be the name of, uh, Rivendell previously, but anyway, I, 
basically he's right next to the dwarves right and he ends up having like a good relationship with the dwarves so i'm wondering if what my hypothesis is is that the thing that they're going to make is going to be uh the doors to Kazadum that is the speak friend and enter doors because mm. there's no way that they're talking about the ring unless Sauron is literally already in there because the rings aren't being made until Sauron shows up like it's his ideas to make them and that mm. like could together oh, Celebrimbor okay. you know, and yeah, Sauron I see what you're make saying. them I see right, what you're like, saying, yeah. Because, like, in a in a to talk about like the whole mythos, right? There is um I can't remember the name of the 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 god, but he's like the smithing god, right? Uh-huh. He's the craftsman god. Both Sar both Sauron Well, Sauron is a pupil of him, right? He's a Maiar, which is like a le- a lesser a lesser god, basically, right? But he follows the main his the like the cap like or like I don't know it's it's like hard to explain <laughs> right like so there's like capital G God Eru and then there's the the Valar mm-hmm. who are like the lowercase G gods and then I guess the best uh, next thing down would be like an angel right mm-hmm. so like Sauron's like an angel who follows the craftsman God right and so that's why he knows he all these great works and everything. He is the one who gives Celebrimbor the knowledge to make the rings, but Celebrimbor has the skill to make them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, they make it together. Um, but yeah, Cinevel says, uh, I feel like it was fine. It didn't have many complaints, but I also wasn't super invested. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I think said, you also uh, said you were, like, playing video games on the side as well. So <laughs> I don't know if it's maybe partly that, but I can see that because they're kind of setting up a lot of things, right? Like, you don't really have a super big attachment. You're not going to immediately go, oh, I know where that is because it's all new places, right? Yeah. They also um, said, I feel the biggest flaw is that having too many characters hurts it because the scenes each character gets aren't strong enough. Exactly, right? Like, yeah. they're having to touch on so many different things. I think once you get it where it's, like, Maybe there'll be episodes where you're mainly really following like two main plots going back and forth. I think you'll be able to have more. Lexi underscore 42069 said, I think the Meteor Man is a debate and isn't Sauron TBH, probably someone else. I think yeah. that's probably very... Also, thank you for the follow. Yeah, thanks for the follow. Uh, I think that... Uh, I, I think it's probably a debate. I think they definitely signaled really hard that it is. And that's why I think it's not going to be. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's that, honestly. Um, but man, they signaled hard. I guess like, I guess we could give some like ideas as to who it could be if it's not i think we kind of talked about that last episode i think if you guys like a blue wizard maybe yeah i think if you guys want to hear just because we've already gone for like an hour if you guys want to hear our thoughts on who could possibly be um uh the The meteor Meteor man Man. who is the meteor man yeah go back listen to episode zero i don't think really we've gained any more information this time that would have changed anything that we said last time to be honest after the next episode if we have more yeah uh, Egg posted in the Discord. He said, "My thoughts on episode one: shit looks beautiful. Like I can feel the PC wallpapers in every shot. Like yeah. I said, I like how all the weird That's evil gonna shit. That's gonna be great. <laughs> I said I like how all the weird evil shit was really weird and small. And book lady, stitch hype, stitch hype, stitch hype. Uh, my hyper's Mike, hyper's Mike, hyper's Mike. Yeah. Uh, Donald <laughs> Boner. And then he said, Sean, your waifu is trash owned. So uh, <laughs> thanks, Egg. Sorrel says Meteor Man's gonna kill everyone. I just, I think it might, I think it might happen." Mm. we'll see me personally i'm on twitter at sean underscore afk just follow me there and i do a bunch of shit and it's all on there uh our cover art was down by alks that's at alx underscore b-e-e-g-b-o-i on twitter there's a link uh to go to their twitter page in the episode description uh hopefully possibly there's gonna be some music from fabio the iguana if not yet soon at some point, TM. Expect it maybe episode two or three, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to plug at least his personal Twitter account for now, at Fabio the Iguana. You can figure out how to spell it. I'll also have a link in the episode description <laughs> to, uh, you know, yes, there Fabio will says, be. Fabio says, yes, there will be. Okay, okay so look, okay. Forward to look forward to the new that. theme. I'm not exactly sure what Fabio wants Don't us to skip plug. Don't the intro. But um, it will be in the episode description, whatever it is he wants us to plug. Uh as for this show, we're on Anchor. We're on now. I have an Anchor link for you guys because I uploaded an episode. Anchor.fm/slash Second Breakfast SSB. Um, 
We have, a, uh, like I said, the Super Spaghetti Bros Discord server, which we have some channels in for this. Yes, join the Discord. We'll have the discussions in there. Yeah, yeah and the link is also in the episode description. Uh, on Twitter, at Spaghetti Bros, and YouTube.com slash Super Spaghetti Bros. Uh, I think that's all the plugs. Uh, so I think we're ready to wrap this out. Uh, do you remember what you said last time? Quick, Lexi says, Skyman is Tom Bombadil. Dude, it'd um, be crazy. It'd be crazy. It'd be nuts. I just, for the meme, I want it to be true. For the I kind of want it to be true. It's like the, the, Amazon, the Amazon execs were like, okay, what are the things everyone was pissed off that wasn't in the Lord of the Rings movies? And everyone's like, I want Tom Bombadil. Where is he? And they're like, put him in. But he's going to be really badass. He's just not going to be like Tom Bombadil in the books at all. He's going to start shooting fireballs out of his hands like he's in Dragon Ball Z, dude. Yeah, thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoy your 11 Zs. And we will see you next week for Second Breakfast. 